and got a PRP injection, uh, which was recommended by the doctors. And Senga was on board with it. Uh, he's back today uh, at the complex. Uh, everything went well, but now it could be a, a check, check in, you know, during those three weeks, you yeah. know. Uh, but the recommendation was three weeks. But again, it's flexible, it's fluid, you know. Uh, asking Senga how is how is he feeling and, and all that. But first ten days are pretty much like the key of the, the whole thing. But uh, yeah, like I said, we'll see where we are after those three weeks. We're used to that. Mets pitcher hurt. Mets player in general hurt. Mets, yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Magnetico podcast. I am your host Jason Magnetico here with my co-host Cole. What's up? And uh, listen, this is the Mets. What well, is the Magnetico podcast? Well, we, we're going to be talking a lot of Mets baseball moving forward. And this is the glass half full podcast. We are not the social media. What you're reading. I could go through it with you, Cole, but it, it is bad out there. Yes, Kodai Singh is hurt. Yes, it's possible he's out for the year. We don't know. We're, we don't know. I think he'll be back in a, few, in a month. What do you say? Three weeks to a month, yeah, probably. I mean, he's shut down for three weeks, so, I mean, a month is, like, the most, r- like, realistic. And what's the, what's the point of rushing it? You know what I mean? Like, what he's our ace. But we've got a lot of depth. We've got a lot of depth on the roster, not only in, in pitching, but throughout the roster. So that that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. I mean, we'll go over, kind of break down, not break down, but go over the, the start of the spring. How do you feel after the first, what, we three games, four games into the spring now? Yeah, it's four games. I mean, we're three and one. Record doesn't really matter in spring training. But, I mean, our, our pitching has been great besides the first game. Uh, where you gave up 10 runs. But the past three games, we gave up one, three, and one. So, I mean, we gave up less runs in those three games than we did in the first. But Yeah. Pitching, pitching's been okay. Well, spring training's too long. That's number one. I saw people complaining about the opening day spring lineup. Are you kidding me, Mets fans? Like, what are we doing? It's spring training. Literally, we're giving, we're giving like, people at bats. I like, mean, it, you know – Okay, Lindor started. Pete started. Um, Alvarez, I don't think he was in there opening day. No. But, it, it, you know, these I th- guys. I, th- I think it was Parada. Yeah. You get, you've got a, t- a ton of people in camp. You've got to get a ton of looks. And, you know, it used to be, I think spring training should be three weeks. I think a, a ball player, take um, – Nemo, for example. Nemo needs three weeks to get ready. You know, it's six, seven weeks long. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's really not. I no, mean, by the time by the time they... Rep- it, it, it starts on the 24th and it ends on the 25th. It's literally a month long. Yeah, but they've been there for a couple weeks. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of the guys have been there longer. Like, it's... Back in the day, they used to be five, six weeks. And they're coming in out of shape. They're coming in with beer bellies. You know, the game has evolved so much to where these guys are training year round. Nemo needs three weeks to get ready. That's what I'm saying. He needs a good amount, you know, maybe ten at bats. Do his do his side work, get in shape. You know, he's already in shape. You know, so I think it's but but the other side of that is it's good to get a lot of these young guys at bats, get in front of the coach, 
and uh, see what they can do. So what is the takeaway so far? What what are you kind of excited about that you've seen after the first four games? Um, our young guys have been stepping up. I mean, Peraz been playing great. On Helicuna, he's been playing really good. He went two for two in in the game that he played. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of our like not major moves, but like little moves that we made like in the off season. I mean, they're kind of paying off. I mean, G Man Choi is doing pretty good right now. It that's one thing I'm concerned about with this team though the DH spot because. Our lineup is, like, really set, in my opinion. But the DH spot is kind of, like, where people are going to rotate, you know, get – I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be – because we got G-Man Choi, Luke Voigt, Trace Thompson. Um, who else? Vientos is up for that. Um, I'm forgetting somebody. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I've listened to a podcast. Shout out to – well, I forget the name of the podcast, but Howie Rose interview with Steve Cohen. And, you know, you know, I'm a big Steve Cohen guy. But you know, he talked about a signing of J.D. Martinez and what that looks like to the ball club. You sign J.D. Martinez, you're taking bats away from Vientos. You're taking bats away from Beatty. You're taking, you know, it, it's – there's a like he said, if something makes sense money wise and for the team, he's gonna pull the trigger and do it. But right now, this is what I love about Steve Cohen, and and this is why I say we're the glass half full podcast for Mets fans, because it's not all doom and gloom. It, it's the season hasn't even started, and and if you look at social media, Mets fans have written us off. We have no chance. And Steve Cohen said it. He's playing the long game. He. You know, the one thing that stuck out to me that I wanted to talk to you about, when I was your age and the Mets would sign big-time free agents or, you know, when it gets to the trading deadline, we're looking to be buyers or sellers, right? Well, what Steve Cohen did last year with Verlander and Scherzer was unorthodox for a lot of teams and definitely for the Mets. Instead of trading Verlander and Scherzer and dumping the salary, he basically bought prospects. He said, okay, I'll trade you Verlander. But, you know, with Verlander, I'm going to pay a big portion of Verlander's salary. But in return, you're going to give me X, Y, and Z. And that's building for the future. And I just want to throw out a couple of names to you. Uh, So I think the pitcher who pitched today, Hauser. Right, Hauser, Tyrone Taylor, and Land- oh, that, Landon. That Tyrone Taylor, he's he's been doing great. He's okay. been doing really good in spring training. But I want, but, but listen to this now. Hauser, who's projected to possibly be a starter, mm-hmm. a top of the, you know, hopefully. I mean, the way he pitched today, he looked like he's going to be a, 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 you know, a bright light for us. Tyrone Taylor and Landon Marsex. Mar- I don't know him. But you know who we gave up to get those guys? I don't remember. Who was it? Escobar. Oh, yeah. Wait. Escobar. Two and a half months. We we gave we traded Escobar for those guys. Eduardo Escobar? Eduardo Escobar. Arguably the worst player in baseball. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We traded Eduardo Escobar to the Angels. That's who we got. So you can do some research. Tell me I'm wrong. Dad, we got Hauser and Taylor in the offseason. 
we we traded Eduardo Escobar in the middle of last season. What I'm reading here is we acquired Hauser, Tyrone Taylor, and Landon Marsex for two and a half months of Edward, Eduardo Escobar's expiring contract when he was arguably the worst player in baseball. Mm. I could be wrong, but my point is Scherzer, instead of trading Verlander and Scherzer to dump salary, we traded them and paid their salary and brought in prospects like Acuna. And, and I can't name them all right now because I'm not that guy. That's that guy. But we brought in young talent and gave our team depth in the minors and still paid Scherzer. That's how we got them. And that's how we were able to get the young prospects that we did at the end of the year. And I know you can probably name more of them than I can. But oh, for sure. But that that is one of the things that we're not used to seeing as Mets fans. And the reason why we're not spending a ton of money this year isn't because of Scherzer and Verlander's money on the books. Steve Cohen has the money. But Mets fans look at it like, oh, we got to get J.D. Martinez. We both wanted Solaire, right? We want another bat to protect Pete. But at the end of the day, if you're projected to win your over-unders 84 and a half games, you're projected to be third in the division. Is that one bat and X amount of millions of dollars really going to put you over? You know what I mean? Like it, when you're looking at the long-term game. And then he's doing the whole thing. We've been to City Field. There's nothing there. So to making it all that acreage of property around the stadium, making it with restaurants and, and nightlife and hotels and making it to where if you go to a ball game, at 115 you could go early walk around go to the game after the game go to dinner you could make it a whole day event opposed to just parking in the parking lot walking to the game walking to your car and going home or you know jumping on the seven train or whatever so i like what steve cohen is doing I'm, uh, I'm behind it but it's spring training chill out everybody we got a lot of young talent now you you talk about uh, i didn't even know thompson until yeah, the he, other day. He texted me when Trace Thompson was sitting. He was like, we got Clay Thompson's brother. That's crazy. Yeah, so he is a heck of a uh, athlete in that family. NBA brother, Major League Baseball players. So. I mean, he's underrated. He didn't. He got traded at last year's traded line from uh, the Dodgers to the White Sox. But, I mean, he might he might, he might, might play DH for us this year. I mean. So you, you're going to do some research on the Eduardo Escobar. I already did. We traded we traded Adrian How or we traded the, our minor league pitcher named Coleman Crew, okay, to the Brewers for Adrian Hauser and Tyron Taylor. So it didn't have Escobar. No, that's why you can't believe the stuff you read on the internet. The internet ain't real. Like, Dad, I would know. We traded Eduardo Escobar to the Angels in the middle of the season for I don't even remember. All right, so that that wasn't true, but the point still remains the same. Steve Cohen is putting together a team for the next five to ten years, opposed to 2024. He wants to win. It's not like the man is not Fred Wilpon. Like he wants to win. So, you know, what what do you look at as far as our top five in the rotation? Take, take, let's say Singer is on the shelf to start the year. Who, who are you looking on at? On the shelf, meaning like he's out? He's out for a little while. Uh, 
How's then? This is in no no particular order. I've got Hauser. I've got Manaya. Uh, bro, I I actually can't think right now. I mean, uh, Tyler McGill probably in there. And then that's the thing. I was watching Tyler McGill pitch, and and he's trying to like he's trying to break into the rotation yeah. with a healthy sinker. So you know, left-handed in the bullpen, we'll, we'll jump to the bullpen because the start we have a lot of depth at the starting spot. Uh, left-handed, I like to see. We only have two left-handers right now. Uh, Brooks Bay, Brooks, Brooks, excuse me, Brooks Rayleigh and Josh Walker. Uh, right-handed bullpen, Phil Bickford, Edwin Diaz, Jorge Lopez, Adam Ottavino. <laughs> I know I said that wrong. No, you said it, you said it Did right. Did I say it right? Yeah, you Did said it right. You said it right. Sean Reed Foley, Drew Smith, and Michael Tonkin. So, who was the pitcher that I called you to about the other day that I said, man, he's got good stuff. He just can't throw a strike. Mm, the the lefty. What is it? What is his name? I, I looked up. He's he's 6'8", no, 6'10", 230, and he's only 23 years old. That kid's got, and that kid's got some potential. He pitched. He pitched on. Yeah, he pitched on Sunday. I'm pretty sure, right? Versus, um, versus Astros. Yeah, it was against the Astros for sure. Um, I'm, I'm he couldn't buy a strike, but you could tell they were talking about it. Ron Darling was talking about it on the broadcast of how nervous he was and just kind of what he was going through emotionally out there on the mound. But it really, the pitch clock is a real. You know, Ron Darling was talking about how you know back in the day. You walk off the mound and take your time and kind of regroup you with can't that do pitch that with cat, the pitch, with the the pitch, pitch count. Now you really can't, or the pitch clock. You really can't do that now. Paul Gervais. Paul Gervais, and he's not even showing, you know, as projected to make the team. He's not, but I mean, he's shown potential. And, and they've got some more guys down in the minors. Like I just feel like we have enough guys to where if somebody goes down, we have some guys to plug in, and that goes for, for field sure. positions too. So, I mean, I mean, first base, we've got some depth, honestly. Luke Voigt, G-Man Choi, obviously Pete's going to start. I mean. I think who, this G-Man Choi guy is going to make the team. I feel like he could as, as like, a bench option, bench power bat. I mean. Is he really that powerful, though? Yeah. Yeah? He is uh, from from the left side of the plate. Oh, he's a switch hitter? No. Oh, gee, he, here we go. No, in 2020, he, bat, he batted righty for one game, and he hit a homer. He only batted one time, right-handed? Yeah, and he hit a homer. It was I, crazy. I'm not big on him. But, I mean, listen, he's on the team. If he make the team and help the ball club, I'm all for it. I mean, the DH position, it's going to be tough because we've got, like I said earlier, like Trace Thompson, Mark Vientos, Luke Voigt, Brett Beatty, uh, G-Man Choi. It's, it's, I mean, Tyron Taylor. I mean, we're going to see who's – You think Taylor's going make to the, the, make the club? For sure. I don't – I mean, we traded for him. I don't think that we're going to – but Especially how he's been playing so far, if he keeps uh, this up for sure. Yeah, we'll see what, if he continues. I think he's just another depth piece. But another interesting he, thing. He has a great glove. He, he's, I mean, he's not the fastest, but he is pretty fast. He, if for a corner outfielder, he'd play center too. So, I mean, outfielder off the bench. Who's the Jet guy? Jet, Jet Williams? Yeah. He's, he's like our number one prospect. Number one or two. Number one or two. Yeah, he's good. He's, he looks, you know, Acuna. I'm not, I'm not sold on Acuna yet, but everybody's raving over Acuna. 
it's because of his last name. Yeah. I'm not not bashing him at all. He's a great player. Didn't we get somebody else's brother? A cousin or something? Machado or? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. Remember I told you that we, they was looking to sign a brother? A brother? I think it was I think it was Machado. Machado. Oh, we got Vlad Guerrero's brother. Vlad Guerrero. Yes. We so got. Machado was playing in the game. Maybe it was the Ash. Maybe he's on the Astros. There was a Machado. It may not be related. Maldonado. Did, but did we get Guerrero? Yeah, we did. So is, is he in camp? No, he's like he's only eighteen. Yeah, so he's young. Yeah, he's yeah. He is like an international free agent. So he, I don't think he was like. It, like Ronald Acuna was an international free agent. He didn't go to spring training like the year that he was signed. So one of the things that me and you have talked on past episodes about is, is Pete's contract situation. Oh, we are straight from the ballpark where Cole went one for two in the game with an RBI and uh, a walk, and now he's cramping up. I don't even know why. I didn't even do that much. You need to drink more water, man. You need to hydrate. Drinking water right now. This is the second time on a podcast you got a Charlie horse. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but no, he was talking about, so this is what Steve Cohen said about Pete. He said he hopes Pete Alonzo hits 55 home runs, goes to free agency and costs Steve Cohen a lot of money. Uh, Who said that? Steve Cohen. He said that? He said he hopes that he makes it hard on him in free agency. It's 55 home runs. And he said every player deserves the opportunity to test the free agent market. And he wants Pete to have that opportunity to test and see what he can get. But he's committed to Pete, and he wants to re-sign Pete. But he doesn't see anything happening before then. Yeah, for sure. It, it definitely all depends on the season. Cr- contract year for him. But 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 think, so, you know, think about past episodes, what I said. Think about how smart that is from a business, business standpoint. Yeah. You've got the money to sign. But you're putting the pressure on Pete right now. You're saying, okay, Pete, you're in your walk year. Now, Pete has his worst year as a pro this year. Guess what happens to Pete? Decline. That 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 value declines but tremendously. That, that's Doesn't mean he won't sign them. That's good from a business standpoint. That's though. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's why, and there's no way in the world that if Pete is having a 55 home run year, and the Mets are in last place, are second to last place, no shot at the playoffs, there's no chance Pete's a Met next year. No shot? No shot. I'm calling it. Because what, what Steve Cohen is saying is, I'm going to pay you, Pete. I want you here. I want you to be a Met. You go out and prove it in free agency. As from a business standpoint, you cannot – afford to allow Pete to have 52 home runs, 100 and whatever RBIs, and let him go into contract negotiations with all of Major League Baseball teams and get in a bidding war with him. You can, if you're going to make the playoffs, and it's looking good, and it's been a rah-rah year, and he's getting along with Mendoza, and he's still the you know the clubhouse leader, and there's no drama around the situation. Yeah, absolutely. We make the playoffs. Pete test of market. We sign you, Pete. We want you back. If we're in last place 
and Pete Alonso's got 52 home runs at the end of the year, or if he's got 30 home runs at the All-Star break, he's getting traded in July. You heard it here first on the Magnetical Podcast. It's n- it's obviously not something that we would want. Don't want that to happen. But the value at that point. The value is going to be tremendous. And when you're building for the next 10 years, what you could get for Pete. And the thing is, he could potentially sign back in free agency. Yeah. Lose him for half a year, sign him back. I mean. that And, and why not do that if you're Pete? Right? You want to be a Met. Go to... um. You know, go to LA. When oh when you win a World oh Series, no, win a World Series don't with Otani. Don't even say that. Go win a World Series with Otani. We'll get a bunch of prospects for you, then come back and sign with us in twenty five. That's what I would do if I was Pete. Sorry mm-hmm. that I'm far away from the mic. I'm still recovering, but Pete, if you if you a real one, Pete, you you gonna do that for us? You gonna bring back some prospects for sure? So we'll have to talk to Pete this season. We'll see if we can get him on. Yeah, that'll happen. You never know, man. You got to put stuff in the atmosphere. Hey, I, 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 uh, I texted the Mets on Instagram to check out our podcast, but they haven't, they haven't seen it yet. Hey, we, we've got, we appreciate all the new followers on Facebook checking us out. Let us know what you want us to talk about as far as the Mets are concerned. I'm gonna have to get on Facebook. I keep forgetting you. You keep forgetting to remind me. You to new down- young oh, generation. Download it. Yeah, you keep, you keep. Yeah, you got to interact with the fans. That's on me. Hey, I'm going to download it after this. Remind me. So how are you feeling about your baseball season? Yeah, I feel good. I mean, we're we're one of the best teams out there. So as long as we keep winning, we'll be all right. Seven at-bats to start the year, six hits, about five RBIs. Mm -hmm. So he got you on a breaking ball today, man. Yeah, it was. He had you 0-2, though. You battled battled him. Yeah, Yeah. it was like a nine-pitch at-bat. But, I mean, went down the ends. So it's okay. That's all right. Sorry. Right. You're playing good. You're working hard, playing good, so I'm proud of you for that. But, yeah, as far as the Mets, th- that's what it is. I- I'm hoping we can make a wild card. I don't, I don't see it this year. I mean, I'd be I'd be surprised. I, the The ceiling is a wild card, is wild card. Yeah, but, but you know how many teams in, in this situation, you know, looking back over the years, I don't – you know, I didn't think the Cubs were going to be anything. I didn't think the Brewers were going to be anything. I didn't think the Cardinals were going to be Well, you don't know ball. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that's what happens every year. Teams come out of nowhere. You're projecting us to, to finish third in the division. Might be second. You know, very easily. Now, the Braves and the Phillies are good. The Braves, we know the Braves are going to be good. We'll do it as we get closer to uh, opening day. We'll kind of give our predictions and kind of break down the East a little bit. Yeah. But – what about the Rays? The Rays looking good? No. You know, I, they, mean, I mean, the Rays are going to be the – sorry sorry about the mic. The Rays are going to be the Rays. They're always going to be underrated coming into the season and eventually just – they're just going to go crazy. I mean, that's what that's what the Rays are. They're, young, they're always a young team, and they come out of nowhere and make the playoffs, but they don't do anything in the playoffs. So, I mean, I think – It's not the pitching. They don't. They don't have enough yeah, pitching they, depth. They just traded their ace. I mean, that's not good. Yeah, their depth in pitching is what I think. In bullpen a little bit, but uh, Red Sox. We got listeners out of Red Sox fans. Uh, Mr. Tony, he's hoping the Red Sox and Mets. You know, oh we, we're, we're a few years. 
we are playing the Red Sox in New York, so maybe we'll go to that game and be able to see that matchup. But I don't see the Mets and uh, Red Sox matching up in the World Series for any time. Yeah, soon. maybe, maybe, maybe in hundred years. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Uh, Bucks news. Oh, we just released. I don't know why I just blanked Shaquille Barrett uh, today. I've seen that one coming though, right? I mean. It's still it's still a tough loss because he he honestly had his best season since 2019 when he led the league in sacks. Yeah. So, I mean it's it's a tough loss, but got to get some cap space for Mr. Evans. Mr. Evans needs to go to Kansas City. No, he needs to come back to the Buccaneers. I mean, I'm not saying he no way. Both of my favorite players leave in the off season. There's no way. Who's your other one? Pete. Oh. Pete and Mike, there's no way they both leave, bro. Listen, I, I, I say what I say about Pete only because you can't. If you're in last place and the ceiling's just crumbling down on the team and Pete's got 30 home runs, it may be a situation where we may not sign him. He may not sign back. Yeah. And you can't let that happen. Now, I like I you can't. I don't know what the the proper word is. It's almost like collusion or whatever. But you can't be like, "Hi, Pete. I'm gonna trade you, get some prospects, and sign back with me." You know, you can't, I don't know that you necessarily can have that conversation legally. I, I would, but uh, it doesn't stop us at the Magnetical Podcast from reaching out. <laughs> we'll add them. <laughs> at Pete Alonzo, will you sign back this off season? Let us trade you. This is what we're gonna do. I but mean, it's it's smart. I would do it if I were Steve Cohen. I would do it if I was Pete. Yeah. If you really want to be a long-term player, I, I go to him with the idea. Like, look, we get this is what I this is what I think. The Dodgers have so many players, like so many good players. We trade like this will never happen. But Gavin Lux, we get Gavin Lux. Oh, I mean, they the, the Dodgers have so much depth, and we can, they have good prospects too, like Bobby Miller. I don't even know if he's considered a prospect anymore. But, I mean, they've got good prospects. They've got good players now. So, I say we get, like, a good player now and then a couple prospects for Pete. I mean, that's what I, I would do. I love the fact that Pete wants to be a Met, though, you know? Yeah. Um, I love the fact – I love our catcher. What's his name? Alvarez. What's his first name? Uh, it doesn't matter. He's Alvarez. Francisco. Yeah, he's Alvarez. That opposite field home run would have been a fly ball in in New York, the right field. Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. It's Florida. It's three fifteen down the line in City. Yeah, field. but the but the ball in Florida travels like it's windy. It's it's yeah, yeah. That one. I mean, it was a good hit opposite field. It might have been a double. He might have hit it over the right fielder's head. But I like the fact he's going the other way, and I like the fact that he's doing interviews in English. Props to him on that. He's really worked. Like, I don't know if you, you didn't see it, Mm-mm. but they asked him, he's like, can you try to do it in English? And he tried it. He, like, he did a good job. He's really been working at it. And I'll tell you a bigger thing on the Mets, Chavez is the hitting coach. Back Chavez back being the hitting coach. Oh, he is? Yeah. I read an article where last year as the bench coach, he didn't, apparently when I read articles, I don't know if they're true anymore, but when he was the bench coach, he didn't feel comfortable giving advice and his opinion on things because he was a hitting coach, and he didn't want to overstep. But as the bench coach, he should have. 
Hey, so that's on you, Chavez. You, you're the bench coach next to the manager. You're the second in command. If you see something wrong, you should fix it. Or at least go to the coach and say this needs to be addressed. But he kind of kept his mouth shut. But now with Chavez back where he belongs and where he's comfortable, I think we're going to see some better at-bats all season long from the Mets. And, and Alvarez being such a young player, you know, that's a lot, man. You don't speak English. You you you're a power hitter. You're a, you're a hitting catcher. That's what you're known for. But you're improving your defense, and you got to work with all these these pitchers. And at the time, veteran aces, Scherzer, Verlander, you know. So you're you're learning all these different guys. You're learning English. You're trying to hit in the big leagues for power. And I, I that's who I like to see him sign now. Yeah. Get one of them. And we're close, too. Uh, that's the one I would sign him, lock him up, brave style, and keep him long-term because the, that type of player. You don't see that every day. It don't come along. It don't come. And we've had some good ones in New York. Piazza, Carter, uh, Todd Hundley. We have, we've had some power-hitting catchers. But this guy, he's got all the tools. Yeah. Both offensively and defensively. So I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that we can we can get second place. I think we can beat the Phillies. I think we can take the Phillies. Phillies are too stacked, man. They're too stacked. They're too stacked. I mean Do they have the pitching though? Yeah, their pitching is pretty good. Aaron Nola, top fifteen pitcher in the LB. Zach Wheeler, we know about him. He's a free agent next year, ain't he? Yeah. He could come back to the Mets. Unrealistic. You don't you would you take Zach Wheeler back? I would, yeah. Yeah. But knowing knowing the Mets curse, that's what I call it. And player player will come back to the Mets and just do terrible. I mean, that's just how it is. And that and that's something else that Steve Cohen talked about with Alonzo is he's proven the fact that he can play in New York. And I talked to you about this before. That's a big thing. And that Alvarez has proven he can play in New York. Lock him up. Lock him up. I wish they would have got the done, the deal done with Pete last year, but like the writing, like I said, the writing's been on the wall with that. I hope we're not in the cellar come the trading deadline, but you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But uh, anything else before we wrap this episode up? Yes, actually. All so right, hit me with it. The Adrian Hauser Tyron Taylor trade. I just realized why it, it's about Eduardo Escobar. Please tell me because I'm really upset about this, what I read. So the, the prospect that we traded to the Brewers, we traded Eduardo Escobar for him. There you go. That's why. I just realized that because we got Coleman Crew from the Angels. There we go. So, so it does matter. So it's a good baseball move. Yeah. You know, and, and Hauser's going to be in the rotation, it's looking like. So. And Tyrone Taylor's going to be a good bench bat. You you like this guy? Huh? I do, I do, I really do. He's been de- he's. Can been he play multiple positions? Outfield. Just all the outfield. Yeah. All right. I I'm still worried about Beatty at third. I but. Chapman's still a free agent, man. We're letting we're letting the young guys play. We're letting them play and we're letting them develop. But that's the thing. You dude. gotta. I would sign Chapman to yeah. like a two year deal because Matt Chapman. Is one of the best defensive third basemen in the league, Dad. He could Brady could learn behind him, and be one of the, be a great defender. Like, have you seen Matt Chapman defensive highlights? No, but here's the thing, and this is what Steve Cohen was talking about. 
if you sign Chapman, there's a ripple down effect on the 40 man roster that that takes place. Chapman wants to play. So are you going to sit Beatty? You know what I mean? Are you going to DH Beatty? Is he getting, how's he getting better in the field if he's not on the field playing? So it's, it's almost, you know what I'm saying? Like a situation like you, if you was, if you was on the, the team and you're not playing, are you getting better than you would now by out there playing every day and every inning? No. Getting every at bat, getting every, you know, you're in the field every inning. So it's it's kind of like, yeah, I see the point a little bit, and I I I like the you talk about a DH, but I like the we don't need a this is our DH JD Martinez because now Beatty plays four straight games. Beatty go DH. Vientos go play third. Vientos DH. You know, give Pete a day off. Let Pete Pete DH. Let Nimmo DH. We got a lot of outfield you know depth. So I kind of like the DH by committee with a younger team. Give guys days off. And, and you know, one day a Pete Alonzo will fall into I'm the DH for a team. And that's it. And But that blocks a young player from getting ABs. So we'll see what they do. I don't see us signing anybody at this point. Yeah, no. I, I, I really don't. I mean, I would like it to happen, but I really don't see it either. Outside of an injury – Last thing I want to discuss before we get out of here, and I want you to report back next episode, Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Why Why is nobody giving this man a chance? I couldn't tell you. Honestly, I really Do you couldn't. see the videos on Barstool Sports? I know he's pitching against just guys, average Joes, that want to try to hit a major league pitcher. But they show the camera angle from behind – you know, the catcher. He's got good stuff. He's His always stuff. had good stuff. He's always had good stuff. And he won the Cy Young in 2020. I've I mean, heard. that's COVID year still, but. I've heard, and this is why I want you to do some research and, and report back. I heard there was some clubhouse things with him. But the off the field allegations against him came out that the woman was lying. So why I, I want to know why. And she should be arrested for that. I absolutely it. agree. But I want to know why no Major League Baseball team has given this man a shot when he was, let's say, blacklisted from MLB because of these allegations with this woman. And then it comes out that the woman was lying, like not even like in court, like we say, oh, well, he's innocent. No, like it came out, like they proved that she was lying. So – why is nobody giving this man a chance to play ball? And then he comes out saying, I play for the league minimum? Are you kidding me? Like, in what our, is the league minimum, like 700? Who cares if it's a million? Like, it, give Trevor Bauer a million-dollar contract for the season. What do we have to lose? A million dollars is nothing to a major league. Steve li- Cohen. To a major league ball club, like, for a starting pitcher, a million dollars? And with his stuff? Like, and you can't tell me Trevor Bauer's not as good or better than McGill right now. I think he's better. Right now, I say he's better than McGill. So why is nobody giving this man a chance? There's got to be a reason. So I'm going to put it. It has to be his clubhouse issues. It's got to be. Because of when he was in Arizona, there was clubhouse issues. Cincinnati, clubhouse issues. L.A., clubhouse issues. Like, I mean, it's adding up. But, but, but it's okay. Really, it's really not. Then you cut him. You know what I mean? Like, it's a million dollars. Like, you bring him in, 
if he causes a problem, if he's a cancer in the clubhouse, then you just maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe it's a even even if you can't cut him or demote him, it's just you still have to pay him his contract. Okay, walk, take your million dollars and go away. But in the situation we're in, even though we have a lot of starting depth, I just don't understand why we aren't given Trevor Bauer. Maybe it's the New York media. Maybe it's too much. Why isn't Milwaukee giving him a chance? Why aren't the Cubs giving him a chance? Why aren't the Rays giving him a chance? Like, So I want you to tell me next episode on what you think that is. But Okay. All right. So this is Magnetical Podcast. We'll be talking Mets baseball, NFL draft, any kind of Bucks news that comes up, any hot topics that uh, anybody wants to us to discuss. But let's go. Let's F and go Mets. LFGM, baby. LFGM. We'll see you next week. Peace.